Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Hey folks, welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros and I am your host today. Thanks so much for carving some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I know that we all have many irons in the fire and you could be doing a lot of things and I appreciate you carving some time out to, to spend with me today. You know, when you think of franchising, um, I've said this many times on the show, that it is no longer burgers and fries. It's no longer uh, a quick oil change. It is no longer just um, tutoring. It is so much more than that. But what I've found is that many professionals, um, executives, they don't necessarily think that there are franchises in their specific industry. And there are. Um, many, many industries are represented uh, by embracing that franchise business model. And um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. In particular, we're going to be talking about engineering professionals. So my guest today is David Leopold. David joined Criterium Engineers Engineering Franchise as their president in 2018. Criterium is a franchise for licensed professional engineers. Who would have thunk it, right? Uh, and he, they, these are this franchise is for those that are looking to take control of their career. Criterium engineers are independent, but there's the key. They're not alone. So please welcome me and uh, help me welcome David Leopold to the show. David, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Linda. It's great to be back and speaking with you again. Absolutely. I always love it when um, my past guests return and I get an update. This is always exciting for me. And, you know, David, last time, uh, again, I, I always like to, to educate my listeners that there's so many uh, industries that are represented in, by using the franchise business model and something that we don't think about, and certainly engineering would be one of those. For those um, that haven't heard you before, can you tell us just a little bit about your background and what drew you to Criterium and that, again, that franchise business model? Well, I really appreciate the way you introduced the organization, especially using some of the uh, mantras that we <clears throat> that we use in our organization, such as independent and not alone, and the fact that we are a very unique franchise business model because we aren't burgers and fries or painters or um, or tutoring, as as you pointed out. Uh, we're very much a professional services 
firm and we're a consulting engineering business. So a little bit about me, which I think illustrates some of the uh, interesting and unique aspects of Criterium Engineers and the potential of the organization. I'm not an engineer. I generally gained most of my experience in larger Fortune 250 size companies in a variety of different industries. I spent time in entertainment and sports. I spent time in cable and telecommunications and even had some time in insurance and financial services. And across all of those different industries, I learned quite a bit about myself. I realized that I can get excited about a lot of different industries. My One of my early jobs in my career, I worked for the National Basketball Association. And that's certainly a company and an industry that it's easy to get excited about. At the same time, I had a wonderful experience in the cable and telecommunications space and in the insurance and financial services space. And for me, it really came down to a couple of key factors that drove me to Criterium Engineers. Uh, after working in big companies for a long time, I realized that I wanted to be in a place that operated smaller. It didn't necessarily have to be a smaller business, but the ability to make decisions more quickly, avoid some of the historical red tape and bureaucracy that can sometimes characterize larger organizations, I, I wanted to get out of that space. And I very much wanted to get back into managing a profit and loss statement. And so those two factors set me down the entrepreneurial path. And in looking for a business to acquire, I was really attracted to the concept of Criterium Engineers, and I ended up acquiring the, the master franchise. So, we, so I represent the franchisor in, in our business. And part of what drew me to Criterium Engineers is, yes, it is a technically oriented business. And while you don't have to be an engineer to own and operate a Criterium office, you do have to have an engineer in responsible charge affiliated with your with your office if the office owner themselves is not a licensed professional engineer. So yes, there are technical aspects to our business, but what really drew me to it is at its core, it is a relationship-driven business where you are cultivating relationships with your clients. It is a fundamentally local business where you are engaged in your local community and helping out uh, building owners, whether they're a homeowner and they have a structural issue with their house, or they're a developer building a large 400-unit apartment building that's still part of that local community. And the nice balance with Criterium Engineers is while we're certainly a local business operating in 35 markets around the U.S. and Canada, we also work with a number of national clients that like to use our network around the country to help with their projects uh, individual, in individual markets and individual cities. Mm. Well, you know, just that alone, David, would be very attractive to a new, uh, and you call your franchisees affiliates, it would be very attractive knowing that you have these relationships, these national relationships that could 
possibly open up an opportunity for them in their community. When when we're talking about engineering, so are we talking about mechanical? Or are we talking about structural? What type of engineering firm is this, David? Criterion Engineers specializes in buildings, and we are active in the new construction space, and we're also active with existing buildings in a variety of market segments. And one thing that we have learned over the years, and Criterion Engineers has been operating since 1957, so we've been around a long time and had a chance to prove out these theories, is that you, as an engineer, if you're interested in joining Criterion Engineers, you don't have to have a particular discipline. In fact, uh, what we've learned over the years is individuals who are either engineers and have that technical experience and mindset or executives who have experience in a technical industry. It could be technology or manufacturing or, um, or construction or, or anything like that that's kind of technically minded. That profile has demonstrated a remarkable ability to pick up and learn and deliver the services that we offer clients. So whether you're a mechanical engineer or a structural engineer or a civil engineer or an electrical engineer, Criterium Engineers has offices where any and all of those disciplines are uh, practiced and welcomed by the organization. So as you're describing that, David, I'm thinking that this could be a very scalable franchise. It could be um, a, an engineering firm where you could offer, just as you mentioned, um, multiple of different types of engineering services, just the, depending on who actually works with you. So it's not this particular franchise, folks, just so you understand, David just says you don't have to be an engineer to own one. However, uh, you certainly have to have licensed engineers to work there. So what my vision, and you know, maybe you can share yours as well, is that someone would be the affiliate and you could really grow this to having multiple uh, engineers. Is that right? Absolutely. And we have offices um, that really demonstrate that, that growth trajectory. And there are, I would say, two very basic ways to grow a criterium office. One is you grow within your market, and every office has its own exclusive territory in which to operate, and our typical territory size is about a million and a half people. Well, it's big. So it's a it's a large territory and quite um, uh, quite a nice opportunity to grow that territory and grow that market within your defined territory. Now, just because you have a defined territory doesn't mean you're limited to operating in that territory. Any geography that isn't part of another office's territory is what we call neutral territory. And you might have a client, let's say, 
Uh, you're operating in Houston, Texas, Linda, uh, where mm-hmm. I know you're based. And we do have an off, uh, we have some, we actually have two offices in Houston that's owned by one individual. And they have a client in Houston, and that client says, uh, thank you so much for your help. I actually have some buildings that uh, I'd like you to take a look at in Louisiana. And very easy to hop over to Louisiana from Houston, Texas. It's not too far away. And uh, you can take on that work as well. So one way to grow your office is to just continue to build your client base and add staff within your territory. A second way to grow your office was uh, something I just mentioned, which is you can add another territory. And we have individuals who own multiple territories within the same geographic or metro market, like Houston. We also have individuals that own multiple territories in various markets, whether it's across states, um, and that gives them the ability to operate you know, multiple businesses and build multiple assets uh, over time. And so what's nice about Criterium Engineers is that depending on your own motivation and, and your own interests, you have the opportunity to continue to operate within that one community and, and keep it at the, at the scale that you would want it to be, or expand and have multiple offices either within one market or multiple markets and that creates an asset that ultimately helps um, uh, helps you grow grow one's own net worth and and uh, have something that you can sell when it's time to move on to whatever's next in that person's career and you know david that's a really good point um over the last couple of years on this show one of the things that i have enjoyed doing is introducing people to um and educating people to franchising what that looks like um and where it could take them but more importantly the last few years it was just about educating about the industries that that are um available in the franchising world but this year, I've, I've really, I really want to let the listeners know that there is an opportunity, just like you were describing, there is an opportunity to build wealth within using that franchise business model and to build something that someday could be their retirement. And if they play their cards right, you know, maybe they can sell the business when they're ready to retire and go buy that island. So what you've described, David, is a is a great way for people to come into the Criterium Engineers, but with the end in mind. Can you talk to me a little bit more about what that would look like. Now, you know, you've described the different locations. Um, what would that look like when someone is wanting to build wealth by using criterion? Well, you know, build, building wealth um, really comes down to two often parallel paths. One way to build wealth is to generate cash flow from your business and to save the money and invest that money for retirement. That's one path. But in parallel, as anybody grows a business, they're growing an asset. And from the day you acquire a 
Criterion franchise or any franchise for that matter, process is you pay a franchise fee. And that franchise fee in the Criterion world gives you access to your exclusive territory, all your training, uh, and many other benefits that comprise the organization. And from that moment, that individual has an asset that they can sell. And if you think about day one, you've acquired the franchise, you've paid the franchise fee, and you're starting your own business. And as you grow your client base and you grow your revenue, the value of that asset increases. And I can give a couple of stories about how this transpires over the course of the life cycle of an office. And, and maybe uh, I'll start with the don'ts and I'll finish with the do's because there are certainly some best practices and then other, other uh, ways that we probably wouldn't recommend. And I think it all really centers around a concept of succession planning. Small business owners don't always have the end game in mind. And I think, Linda, your question really illustrates that point, which is as you invest in a franchise or really any business, you have to start thinking about the end game. And we had an office uh, where an individual owned and operated that office for better part of two decades. They uh, were ready to retire, and they decided that retirement was, was going to revolve around a certain date and time. And mm -hmm. so at the end of X year, I'm going to retire. I'd like to sell my office. And so I'm going to put it out there and let it be known. And for you know about six months to a year, um, they looked at different people who might be interested, but the transaction and sale process never really occurred. And in the end, that person said, I'm just going to retire. And, you know, sadly, they, they uh, left what I would say probably some money on the table and went into retirement. <clears throat> That's what I would consider maybe the don't. Uh, they didn't have a succession plan in mind. And a typical time frame to sell any business is probably roughly 12 to 18 months at a minimum. So you have to plan in advance. And when I think about the dues, I have a, a, wonder, uh, a couple of wonderful examples, and I'll call upon one um, that occurred within really the last year or so, is that uh, an office owner who had been running his office for, for many years had built a really nice business and actually had, had worked in that office before taking ownership over it, had spent about 15 or 20 years in that office, and decided that they were looking to retire. And when they thought about a succession plan, they realized they were going to sell the business. And they found a, a good buyer, and they worked with that buyer on an excellent succession plan where the new owner came in and took on the business, and they developed a, a payment plan and a payment schedule by which the former owner would stay connected to the business for a period of time and then phase out. And what's really nice about that is retirement is a very personal decision, Linda. And some people are hoping to ride off into the sunset at a specific point in time and not look back. But retirement doesn't necessarily mean the end of your career. It just means what what's happening next in your professional career. And this individual has stayed connected to this office and over time has decreased their work schedule 
and dialed down a lot of their responsibilities and are slowly moving into uh, uh, retirement. And at the same time, they've been able to harvest the benefits of their efforts, uh, which help them secure their retirement uh, from the financial transaction and the sale of their business. So that's a little bit of the do's and the don'ts. And it all really comes down to individuals have an asset when they have a franchise and they should have the end game in mind uh, with a succession plan. And as a headquarters at Criterium Engineers, we're very active in helping our offices with their succession plans. We're there from the day they buy their office to the day they sell their office and, and all the days in between, we like to say. And I think having a partnership and a relationship that is very important for any individual looking to get into a franchise-based business. And and that is those are such great stories. They basically are the same story with different endings because of different decisions that were made there along the way. Um, you know, David, one of the things that I'm, I think about when uh, talking about succession plans and retirement is, do you think that it is sometimes easier for someone to sell a criterion engineer firm rather than Bill's engineer firm? I know that there have been a number of, of studies uh, on the franchising world, and two, two clear factors come out of, of those studies is, is first and foremost, franchise-based businesses have a higher likelihood of survival and success than non-franchise-based businesses. And secondly, franchise-based businesses often sell at a higher multiple than non-franchise-based businesses. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that, Linda. First, a franchise-based business has a broader brand and even though one individual franchise is still one individual business, it's part of a broader family. And so being able to attach any company to a national brand that has tried and true methods for building the business, operating the business, all those best practices, that all factors into the asset value of the enterprise. And so I, I, would, I would certainly assert that selling a criterium engineer's business as opposed to an individual business that isn't part of a, a national brand or a franchise, that it, it would be a bit easier to sell. Because I think you have two very important dynamics that go with the sale of a criterium office. First, you have all the potential for growth that you would in operating any other business. And at the same time, you have what's likely a wider set of buyers for your business mm -hmm. than if you are only an engineering specific business. Meaning if you are an engineer, but you're a little bit uncertain about going into business for yourself, you can be part of a franchise-based organization and have all that network of support, as we said earlier in our conversation, Linda, independent, but not alone. Mm -hmm. And even if you're a non-engineer and wanting to get into a professional service consulting-based business, 
that has uh, a technical orientation, again, you have that same benefit from being part of a franchise-based organization where you're working either with engineers or with non-engineers to get that kind of support. Mm -hmm. Very good point because you're not selling just the practice. You're not selling just the, the book of business. You're also selling the fact that, just like you said, it's an independent firm, but they're not alone. And there has to be a huge level of comfort for possibly an engineer coming out of corporate that says, I don't, I, I think I'm done with that corporate gig, but, and I want to do something on my own, but I don't know where to begin. So even if they're purchasing um, a resale of a criterium engineer location, they're still not alone, are they? That, that's absolutely right. And if you think about the life cycle of any small business, unless you're a, an individual that has mergers and acquisition experience or you came out of banking or mm -hmm. private equity, you're not buying and or selling businesses a whole lot in your life. Mm -hmm. You might buy a business once and you might sell a business once and that's it. And so having a, a bit of a, a blueprint and a safety net and a tried and true method, I think can help anyone get more comfortable with the entrepreneurial path, even if they themselves wouldn't necessarily define themselves as entrepreneurial. So if you're an engineer and you're technically minded and you want to be that engineer, that individual with all the other aspects of operating a business, whether it's risk management and acquiring professional liability insurance, which is an important part of owning and operating mm -hmm. an engineering business, mm -hmm. or hiring, or developing the templates for a proposal or a written report, or providing the kind of tools and technology to enable that. You know, there's a lot of things that go into owning and operating a business. And to think that any one individual is going to be great at all of them is is overly optimistic. You know, we all have our strengths in our in our areas of for development and being part of a franchise-based business can help demonstrate uh, the strengths that you might have while also gaining support on the areas that are less strong. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just um, a great model for um, for those that, again, are coming out of corporate, or maybe they want to leave corporate. You know, they were, there were so many people that came out of this pandemic that said, I just don't think I want to do that whole corporate thing. I don't think I want to be on the road commuting two to three hours a day. Are you seeing professionals come, coming out of the pandemic, coming out of that, what they're calling the great resignation, that are interested that maybe they wouldn't have been interested before or hadn't been looking? We, we are, and I see it uh, in what I would consider are two very distinct um, personas. Uh, one profile or one persona is individuals who are somewhat early in their career. And when I say early in their career, maybe in the first 10 years of their career. And they've worked really hard and come through school and they're starting to get to a point where they're starting a family and they have younger kids and balancing all of those responsibilities between work 
and personal life is increasingly difficult and wanting to take more control and saying, if I want to work a 50-hour week, but I want to spend time during the week helping to get my kids to and from school, and maybe I work a little bit more on a Saturday or a Sunday, I want to have that flexibility. Mm-hmm. So that's one persona that, that we're seeing and talking to. And the others are, are, I think to your point, kind of in that great resignation profile where they're just kind of burned out of, of, of the life that they had been living. And I think for better or, or worse, the, the pandemic over the last two years has transformed the workplace and given people a chance to pause and take stock as to what's most important to them and their, for their health and well-being mm-hmm. and having more control over your professional career can be incredibly additive to the satisfaction of your personal life. Mm, absolutely. David, I tell you what, I need to take a commercial break, but I would like to hear when we come back, I would like to hear maybe how the pandemic has changed the business or what are we looking at today? Folks, I forgot to tell you that this is April the 5th of 2022. So maybe we can talk a little bit about how things have changed since the pandemic and bring us up to date. So folks, we'll be right back with more about Criterium Engineering from David Leopold. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come, contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey, folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and my guest today is David Leopold, president of Criterium Engineers Franchising. So, David, when we broke for commercial break, I'm just curious as to how the pandemic, we were talking about the pandemic, how has that impacted um, your franchisees, your affiliates, and what are you seeing today? Real estate is kind of crazy today, and how has that impacted um, the business that the, the Criterium Engineer businesses? 
we've seen a, a number of changes in our in our business in the last two years, and certainly the pandemic has influenced some of that. Very early on in the pandemic, during the lockdown period, the engineering space, particularly the business that we were in around real estate and due diligence and building evaluation was deemed an essential business in really every state in which we operate, which is the entire U.S. and, and, uh, and Canada. So our offices were actively working you know, throughout the pandemic, and our business showed a remarkable amount of resiliency. And so when I look back at 2020, which was really the first year of, of, of the pandemic, we're, we're fortunate to be able to say that our business grew in 2020, despite the challenges of the pandemic, and the average office uh, also grew. And that trajectory just continued to accelerate during the course of 2021. And so having, having that uh, aspect of our, our business was really rewarding and, and certainly a relief for any of our office owners. Uh, a second thing that, that changed in, in the business is because of the limitations on travel and, and gathering and personal health and well-being in general, we've really introduced a number of changes in, into our, our overall business model. The first, I would say, centers around training. Historically, when we would train new office owners and new engineers, which is something we do for every, uh, every office, individuals would come to our headquarters and spend a week with us in what we would consider today kind of your traditional classroom training environment. So they would come and spend five days with us, and then any new office owner a few weeks or months after they got started, we would be sending somebody out to their office to spend five days in their market. And so overall, there would be about 80 hours of training, roughly, in getting started. <clears throat> well, the pandemic didn't really allow for that. And we've been able to transition to a virtual training model for the first 40 hours. And instead of having people dedicate eight hours a day, five days a week for that week of training, we've spread that roughly 40 hours of equivalent training over the course of about three weeks. And we're able to deliver that training at a lower cost and provide an even better experience overall because we're not taking people out of their lives for such a long stretch of time. They may spend three hours, three afternoons a week for a couple of weeks going through the training program. And sometimes, you know, drinking from a fire hose, it's really hard to get hydrated, even though there's a lot of water coming out and trying to learn a lot of technical skills and business skills in a concentrated period of time in a classroom in, in five days is really hard to retain. And so we've, we've seen you know, better results and better feedback from, from, this, um, from this model. So that's and, a, a pretty significant change for us. And, you know, David, I know that a lot of companies have um, embraced, they've been able to pivot as much as we've had to say that word pivot over the last couple of years, but they have been able to pivot and continue business um, sometimes just as you described, almost better 
than it was before. So do you, do you see that this is something that um, really is working so well that you're going to continue um, with that virtual training as well? Absolutely. It's something that, that we're going to continue. And I think in some respects it aligns with our company's vision and is reflective of the culture of our organization. Criterium Engineers operates uh, toward a vision statement of building expertise to create a better world. And the building expertise is a, a bit of a play on words. We are in the building space, and so we're looking at buildings day in and day out. Through our history, we've looked at more than 850,000 buildings as an organization in, over the last 60 years. But it's also a reflection of our culture of always trying to get better and improve and find new ways of doing things. And so the pandemic and the challenges we were experiencing with training really created an opportunity to rethink how are we doing things and can we do things better and can we leverage technology to do something that we hadn't necessarily thought of before. And so we have every intention of keeping at least that first week of training as virtual. We've invested in a new learning management platform that's going to make it even easier to deliver that training and make some of those training classes accessible even outside of that defined training week. So if you went through a, a, a course to learn how to perform a particular service and you wanted to get a refresher on it, we have a technology platform that will eventually allow us to grant access to that individual anytime they want to nice. see it. Nice, nice. It's, it's almost like training on demand, right? That's exactly right. And certainly in our discipline uh, as engineers, um, maintaining licensure as an engineering and as an engineering firm is a really important aspect of the business. Similar to a physician or an attorney, you have to engage in continuing education on an annual basis, not just to maintain licensure, but it also helps the professional liability and insurance requirements for your business. And so now that we're able to deliver this type of learning environment in a virtual way, it actually makes it even easier to maintain that expertise and, and continue to get better every day. Yeah, I love that. David, we're getting down close to the end of the show. And if someone's listening and they would like more information about Criterium Engineer um, franchise opportunity, whether they're an engineering professional or wanting to consider um, being that person that owns the firm and hires engineers, how would they find out more information? We have a website that we have dedicated to learning more about Criterium Engineers franchises. And so that's easy to access. It's at it's www.theengineeringfranchise.com. So that's one easy way to look at it. You can always visit us on our corporate website at criterium-engineers.com. So those are two easy ways to do it. <clears throat> I'm also on LinkedIn, so if you have an interest in connecting with me personally and would like to learn more about Criterium Engineers, David Leopold uh, on LinkedIn, and that's, uh, that's an easy way to find me as well. And our typical franchise discovery process really starts with an initial conversation.
and however you access us, whether it's through our website or through LinkedIn or, or any other medium, that's the best way to learn. Wonderful. David, one quick question before we close out. Um, we've been talking about franchising. Where do you see the future of franchising taking us? Do you see that it has it has changed over years? I know that you may not have necessarily been in that franchising space for long, but my guess is you've seen, already seen a lot of changes just in that period of time. I, I certainly have observed uh, some changes even in the short time that I've been uh, part of this industry. And some of the changes that, that I'm seeing is the, I think the pandemic certainly accelerated a, an ongoing trend where people are looking for more and more flexibility and balance between their personal and their, their professional career. And having your own business is a great way to do that. And if you're not necessarily somebody who wants to create your own startup organization, joining a franchise-based organization is a really great way to take that entrepreneurial path, but also lower the risk of starting your own business. And so I think that's certainly a trend that we're going to continue to see and evolve in, in the franchise space. And I'd say the uh, another trend that we're certainly seeing in our business, which I think is not necessarily just limited to the franchising world, but technology enables so many different opportunities for business growth, development, and success. And certainly within our business, uh, we are seeing that trend, whether it's technology enabling a new level of expertise or inspection related services using drones as an example to access the roof of a building that might be terracotta and you can't walk on it to inspect it so getting a drone to help you with that those types of trends i think are going to continue to accelerate in certainly the franchise space and in business in general wonderful David, one more time, what is the website where people can go to find more information about the franchise opportunity with Criterium Engineers? It is www.theengineeringfranchise.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, Linda, I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to reconnect and talk, uh, talk a little bit more about Criterium Engineers. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Uh, you always ask wonderful questions and always seem to be on the, the forefront of emerging trends. And it's always a good learning experience just to listen to your questions and try and apply them to our own business. Wonderful. David, it's been great having you back on the show. And I, I look forward to having you back again and hearing about new revelations and new, um, new advances that Criterium has made. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Linda. So folks, like, like David was saying, is that there is a huge opportunity here with Criterium Engineers to um, not only build a, a practice, an engineering practice that can support you and your family and support the family of others as well, but it's a great opportunity here to go beyond that to think bigger. And that is something that entrepreneurs do really well. We, we think big, but to have that big dream 
And then to have a franchise like Criterium Engineers to be able to help you acquire that dream, put the infrastructure in place for you so that you can actually live that dream. As always, I'm going to leave you with a quote. This, uh, this quote is Gary Vaynerchuk. If you haven't read any of his books, be sure to. Uh, your legacy is being written by yourself. Make the right decisions. Thanks so much, folks, for being with me on All Things Franchising, and we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.